Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Get money, yo. My man, what's up, brother? Who we got, father? Give you a call back in a little bit. East Coast, Philadelphia, born and raised. In the streets is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. And against my dad's wishes when I dropped out of school. But mom didn't raise no food, nor a rookie. My life took a change when I found my first bookie. I'm ditching the streets full of drugs, thugs, and thieves. Trying to get this paper. And Every single pick right. We wouldn't be doing this, would we? Well, you know, I have to work too. But you wouldn't be doing this if you... If you had to get every pick right, you would just bet yourself and say, screw everybody else. It's a numbers game, and it was a th- taking three at home in great position, but some injuries occurred and life ha- life happened. So it was a, you know, Brady just played well enough to, you know, get them a, get them a win, and Dallas just imploded on everything. Dak could not get the ball out. Dak was scrambling, and um, it also showed that them losing their receivers and they can't just depend on CD Lamb for the entire game. Exactly. No, I, and again, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to scold you here, man. It's not my style. I mean, ah, you, listen, you're a, you're a legendary life. figure in this industry. You know what I mean? You're the sheep. You can't, you, you can't win every bet and expect, you know, and that was a tough loss. It was, you know, I mean, uh, taking three in that game was a, a great number, but you know, that's why we're back next week and that's why we're here. Exactly. So we got a lot of interesting games today. And certainly, you know, you look at the numbers now, and last week, the opening weekend, you know, the, the odds makers are trying to figure out, and the money figures out. The odds makers put the number up, and then it moves according to the, the action. How much money's going on the, the favorite? How much money's going on the underdog? That's what it's always been about, and the bookmakers want to get in the middle so they can take, collect both ways. That's what it's all about. It's not about they're trying to give you money. They're trying to figure out, sort of like the stock market, except you put money in the stock market and there's nothing you can do to control it. The government does, and then it all goes into the toilet and we're all broke. That's what, but, yeah. but in gambling, at least, you got a 50-50 <laughs> shot and you make the right selection and you look at the numbers. Because, you know, I come in here, I was up till 2 in the morning. Up till 2 in the morning, there and this is. is what I do. 
This is what I do. I don't sit around and say, yeah, I know what's going to happen. I'm a genius. And you guys don't either. It's all about research. Philly Godfather's in there. You can tell he's ready to fire right now. He doesn't even have his glasses on yet. He doesn't even have his glasses on. Good morning, Steve. Oh, there he is. Those babies. What's the... What's the uh, now, are you nearsighted or farsighted, man? Those are some big, thick lenses, brother. I'm girl-sighted. <laughs> girl-sighted. He's girl-sighted. <laughs> 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 no, Tony. tall, bikini, small. Oh. <laughs> Mommy's got an ass like a donkey. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just remember one thing, guys. This is what I want everybody to do before we start breaking down the games. The President of the United States said this just the other day. Uh, what happened there, Robin? I have it turned on. You can actually talk? Holy Wait a minute, here it is. This is what he said. I want everybody to do the same thing today. This is, a, this is week two of the NFL. We had another crazy college football Saturday, which I don't touch. I don't, I just, I just, the Appalachian State finish was great. And, you know, you had beatdowns. You had Alabama and Georgia, by the way. Georgia at least played South Carolina, you know, a legit team. How'd you do? Who'd you have on the money line? Appalachian State? Tulane plus 255. Oh, right. How about that green wave, man? Down here, it's the green tide in Florida, but not not now. You know, now it's becoming uh, it's starting to cool down here in Florida, guys. It's only going to be like eighty-five today, so the days of ninety-degree weather are over. And it's fall. You know, this week coming up, you realize fall starts ne- on next Friday, the twenty-third. This is the last week of summer, and for a lot of people, summer was over on Labor Day weekend. Not for us, though. This is never-ending summer. So the bottom line is this. Again, you ready, Robin? Think about what you'd think about at the time. Think about how you'd feel. Exactly. That's what I want you guys to do. Think about what you think about. Think about how you'd feel if you didn't get stone-cold, guaranteed lead pipe locks every Sunday morning with the Philly Godfather and Jimmy the Sheep. By the way, I contacted my boy, Mike North. I said, hey, Mike, you got to pop on the show because we got a big Bears-Packers game. He, and I, he didn't get back to me, but I think he knows that Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Remember the own the Bears game last year? <laughs> so we got a lot of matchups today, guys, where you got former number one picks facing former number one picks. You got a bunch of teams that are 0-1 that could be in danger. The 49ers, to me, are the classic example. I was looking at the stats last night. The 49ers in the Shanahan era have not made the playoffs in his five years there if they, if they lose one of their first two games. In other words, when they start 2-0, and they've made the playoffs every time. When they don't start 2-0, and they don't make the playoffs. So is this a must-win game already, guys, for the San Francisco 49ers? And they're huge favorites, obviously. Everybody's all over them. What do you think? I mean... It could be in trouble. Geno Smith looked pretty good on Monday night, even though if you look at the box score, the Broncos really dominated that game. They had twice as many total yards. They had a bunch of fumbles at the goal line. They, they, I mean, they fumbled twice at the goal line yep. uh, in back-to-back possessions. I think that's the first time that's happened in over 25 years. And then the clock management by the coach at the end of the game, I don't know. It was terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, and all the penalties. So you take all that out of the way. But even though, you know, Denver dominated the box score, but Seattle won the game, Geno Smith played pretty good. Mm-hmm. And guess what, man? Seattle, you know, their offensive line, defensive line, they didn't look bad. And this is definitely a must win. At nine points, it's a lot of points, uh, especially with that you know, young quarterback who didn't look well uh, in that bad weather in Chicago, Trey Lance. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sold on Trey Lance. You might see Jimmy G come back if things go sour in the first half of this game because if they start off 0-2, yep. they're in serious trouble. No, you're absolutely right. And here's the interesting thing. and We were talking about the numbers last week. There weren't any double-digit or even – there weren't many teams that were more than a touchdown favorite in the opener. But today, you got teams – five teams that lost last weekend all of a sudden – are double-digit, are touchdown or more favorite. The Rams, the Packers, Cincinnati, Denver, and the 49ers all lost, but now all of a sudden everybody knows that these teams aren't as bad as they looked, and so now everybody's jumping on them, and the numbers are... Are, are these numbers too uh, too high for you guys? I mean, that Rams team, you don't really know what to expect. I, I had them as the fifth or sixth best team last year, and they got some good breaks in the playoffs, and they end up winning the Super Bowl, and they looked great in the Super Bowl. Uh, but they lost a bunch of key components on both sides of the ball, and they just didn't look like the same Rams team from last year. And, I, and you got an Atlanta Falcons team that was beating the Saints almost throughout the whole game last week. Yep. And uh, Winston came back in that fourth quarter and played lights out, or else Atlanta might have started off 1-0. I actually took Atlanta plus 13 when the line first came out. Now it's down to 10. It's uh, I'm not looking to take Atlanta plus 10. But at the same time, the Rams just don't look right. I, I agree. And I know, you know, you talk about the Super Bowl hangover. But, but speaking about not looking right, the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, they turned the ball over five times. Joe Burrow was awful last week, and he was under siege. But when you look at that game and you look at the Bengals, you know, they're another team. And, the, the, you know, the, the line, the number was the team that's in the Super Bowl, you know, doesn't go 0-2 the following year. So losing the first game, we saw the Rams, the champions, lose their opener. And then we saw Cincinnati pretty much give that game away. I mean, they were moving the ball, as you said, about the, the Broncos. Bad coaching in that game, bad coaching. And then, you you know, you turn the ball over that much and you still have a chance to win. So I think that's why everybody's high on Cincinnati. But you, I, I, we have to expect bounce backs from the Bengals today because when you look at them on paper, they're not, you think Joe Burrow is going to turn the ball over five times today? Yeah, and I was kind of lucky because that the original line came out Bengals plus two and a half, plus three, uh, before the Cowboys game. And then Dak got hurt, and obviously you saw a ten point adjustment in the market. And now the Bengals are minus seven. Uh, the biggest problem for the Cowboys isn't the quarterback. I mean, Dak Prescott's great and all, but Cooper Rush last year, if you remember, he came in against the Vikings in Minnesota, threw for over 300 yards, had a great game, and uh, they actually beat the Vikings at home last year. It's the Cowboys' offensive line that's all banged up. Yep, absolutely. And that's what we were talking about last week when I mentioned you look at the teams, you know, home openers, are they going to shit the bed or are they going to come up big? And you're right, the Cowboys, the running game is not like, – the, the receiving core, all of a sudden you're looking around and you're saying, who's he going to throw it to? And now you mentioned Cooper Rush last, last year. Of course, he, he came into that game and was phenomenal. But, but the bottom line is the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott are 6-6. Six and six. So Cooper Rush won a game here or there, and other guys could fill in and win games. But the bottom line is Cooper Rush now being thrown into the fire. I think he's a decent quarterback, but if they don't run the football, 
And that's the same thing with the Bengals and all these other teams. If you don't run the football, if Denver doesn't run the football, if Seattle, by the way, doesn't run the football, and they have to rely on Geno Smith in Seattle uh, you know, to, to, to carry the team, there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of they got to beat. You know, Everybody was focused on one thing in Seattle. They got to beat Russell Wilson. And they figured out a way to do it. But then Wilson and his coaching staff self-imploded, as you mentioned, goal line opportunities. They went in the red zone four times, and they got zero touchdowns. And they turned it over twice in the red zone. So that's what this they is all about. This, there, was, there was an article that came out this morning that he was using the same snap counts from last year. That one of Tyler Lockett said to him that he was using the same snap counts and they knew what he was doing. Like, come on, Russell. That's coaching, though. But then again, I mean, the coach, I mean, you got a minute 10 left in the game. And then it's fourth and five. And you're paying the guy $40 million. And instead, you're going to go with the kicker to kick a 64-yard field goal. Yeah, what, 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 what was he thinking? Five, you got a 50-50 shot with Russell Wilson. I mean, kicking a 64-yarder, you know, uh, he's not—he's no Tony Franklin, Tone. You know exactly I mean? right. He's no Louis Zendejas or the Flying Zendejas brothers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But here's the great part. Even the announcers in that game were trying to – I mean, even guys who, like, played the game, guys who coached the game, guys who broadcast the game – doing that game, were saying, okay, what's going on? And then the guys are yelling, get a timeout. Get so everybody at home who watches the game or bets on the game, everybody in the world was like, what the hell is going on here? And you guys are right. And the people who nailed the Denver coaching staff are right too. You just, you, pay, you paid the guy a gazillion dollars and you're now in Seattle trying to have the guy go back and, and find a way to win, which he's done a million times in his career when he was there. Now, all of a sudden, you're taking the ball out of his hands in a, in a situation where he could go out there. Now, if he loses the game and doesn't make it, that's the risk you take. But you can't, you can't mismanage the clock in your first game as a head coach. So I think the pressure is on a bunch of teams today. Denver's coaching staff, obviously. And Denver, of course, they are playing uh, later on. There's a bunch of the, the, the uh, 4 o'clock games a lot of zero and one teams in that in that in that group in that uh, window, as they say on 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 uh, <laughs> on uh, NFL Sunday Ticket. On the is the, there any pressure on Aaron Rodgers today? I, I you know they they're in they're in Green Bay, and the numbers don't lie, Jimmy. I have them right here. Aaron Rodgers six straight wins against Chicago, sixteen touchdowns, zero interceptions in those six games. And yeah, is he the same Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he, you know he needs the rookie. He needs that Christian Watson kid, their second round draft pick, to catch a seventy five yard touchdown pass put right into his hands. I mean, if that guy catches the ball, it's a different ball game. So to me, I'm not a bear hater, but you got to look at the numbers and the numbers. The Packers are nine and zero and uh, against the spread after a loss. Chicago's 3-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 15 games against the NFC North. And are they a little bit better, the Bears? Yeah, but are they that much better? You know, Trey Lance, as you mentioned, Trey Lance and those guys found a way to wake up in the second half, took advantage of the weather, and got a win. But to me, that doesn't, that doesn't prove to me that the Bears are now ready to contend in that division. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the Packers is that they're banged up on their offensive line. Yep, and you saw limited weapons, uh, you know. And anytime Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that extra tick on the clock to get rid of the ball with a weak offensive line, you're going to see it in the box score. And you're going to see it in the final score. But when Aaron Rodgers is pissed off, you got to watch out. It, but it is a big number. I mean, yeah, it is a big number. Number and the point spread is always a great equalizer. So Green Bay might go in the you know Lambeau here and win this game, but are they going to win by more than ten points? I'm not sure. 
Is this one of those games you just sit back, bang the over, and, and relax, and don't will they score 50 points in this game combined? I don't know. I mean, you got two weak offensive lines, and usually that's a recipe for an under because, you know, you got stalls and drives. You got uh, mistakes by, you know, uh, Justin Fields or maybe Aaron Rodgers. You got running backs being tackled behind the line of scrimmage. So anytime you got two bad offensive lines or two offensive lines that are really banged up, you're looking to play the under, and it's evident. In, uh, in the total, game opened up, I think, 45. It's down to 42, 41 and a half in some places. So uh, there's some sharp money on the under here. I didn't touch it, but uh, that's the way you should look at it when you got two offensive lines that are banged up or really bad. Now, of course, we got a lot of really sharp guys, not, uh, not, not marbles. we got a lot of sharp guys in the chat room right now. Chad Everett says, bang, bang hoes and the overs. Well, that, the bang and hoes is something you always do, I mean, especially with the weekend winding down. You bet the Dean down there in Clearwater says bet the house on the over. He also says pound the over. So Joe Manuelli, the man who controls No Filter Network, no bigger degenerate gambler and no bigger Miami Dolphin fan than this man. And speaking of the Dolphins, how about those Dolphins in Baltimore today? And the numbers guys favor Miami. Remember last time they played, they're the only team that has shut down the quarterback. For the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar. Lamar was held to 10 points last year by the Dolphins, and they blitzed like crazy in that game. Do they blitz again in Baltimore this afternoon? I like them. I like the Dolphins here. Line originally came down four and a half. I jumped on it right away. I think think Miami's got a great shot at winning the game outright. Baltimore's really banged up, up and down their lineup. I mean, on the offensive side, on the defensive side. I know Miami placed uh, their right tackle on injury reserve, but... Other than that, this Miami team is pretty healthy. Tua looked great in the pocket last week against Belichick, and that's never easy to do. I think mm-hmm. he threw for like 270, had a touchdown pass. And then Miami's defense was swarming last week. They caused three turnovers, and you never really see a Belichick team turn the ball over three times. That's hard to do. This Miami team's on the uh, uprise. I took them at the beginning of the year over eight and a half wins. I took them to make the playoffs. They're going to surprise a lot of people this this year, and they might surprise uh, a lot of Baltimore Ravens fans this week. Joe Manuel, he says it's his lock of the week. Money line Dolphins at Baltimore. But the numbers are Baltimore's 9-1 and one against the spread against Miami in their last 10, but the Dolphins are 8-2 and two in their last 10 overall against the number. So to me, I think Miami's rising. I think they've got, they got a lot of weapons down there. And so they're going into Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins, their stud running back, has got a knee. I think he's still questionable. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. Well, Kenyon Drake, who they just picked up, as a backup, maybe getting a lot of action today. So they've got to run the ball, too. If the pressure's on Tua with that Baltimore defense, this is to me is one of the more interesting games, one of the 1 o'clock starts, because we know how the Miami Dolphins have improved. And, you know, remember, not that long ago, their entire coaching staff was a disaster, their front office was a disaster, and they seem to have picked it up and put it back together. Now, if Tua has another game and he shits the bed today, then, of course, we'll have another overreaction week about the Miami Dolphins. And then, see, I told you they weren't real. So that's the, that's the great part about earlier in the season, the first two weeks. Teams look terrible in week one. Everybody overreacts. Teams look good or teams look terrible in week two. Oh, I knew, I knew they were going to look terrible after they looked good last week. So we're in that weird spot, but it looks like there's the, the lines this week seem to be more people knowing that good teams who got blown out or lost and looked terrible last week are going to come back and, and, and lay a double-digit beatdown on their opponents. And I don't know about that, guys. You, you study this stuff a lot more than I do, a lot more closely. But the bottom line is, 
are there too many are there too many overpaid lines? Are there are there too many big lines that just are begging you to take the under? Begging you to take the dog? Uh, you got to really check out the injury reports. You got to go through the box scores every Monday. Take the Ravens and Jets last week. What was what twenty four nine? It was a blowout. But the Ravens really struggled in the first half. They were up only ten three. Uh, before they pulled away in the third quarter, they scored 14 points. But Flacco actually threw for 300 yards. Yep. You got Fred Flintstone back there tearing that defense apart because the Ravens' defense is banged up. The Jets had 11 more first downs, and they had, un- they had 106 more total yards in the game. And if it wasn't for those two turnovers by the Jets, that game would have been a lot closer. So even though the Ravens looked like they blew out the Jets, they really didn't. The box score was a lot closer than the final score indicated. So now you come into this week where Miami had a clean victory over the Patriots – I mean, the boss, man, no filter. He's right on point, man. I like Miami here plus the points, and I like them. Uh, they might win the game outright, so if you want to kiss the money line as well. But, yeah, those big numbers, They, you know, the bookmakers are begging for some dog action in week two, but they uh, they might not get it. You got four. It's a teaser week for the bookmakers. It is a Every teaser week. point favorite, nine and a half. They're going to be laying two and a half. You're and you got, the, you, got, you got the four home team underdogs, the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Patriots going up there still – as a home dog, and of course they're they're without T.J. Watt, which is a huge loss for that squad. Huge loss. I mean, he controls the tempo of the game, man. And without him, that's what happens. And then you have yeah, the I mean, Saints. They, the Saints, by the way, another interesting game. We'll get to the Steelers in the past. Saints. Saints. Jameis Winston starting against his former team, and Tom Brady. By the way, there's some really good numbers in this. Brady is zero and four since he joined Tampa against the Saints. So talk about teams that have another team's number. The New Orleans Saints seem to control the for, for some reason. They always play well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, James Newton knows that Tampa Bay system, even though they might have changed it around a little bit. Uh, but you, like you said, they struggled 0-4. But it's Tom Brady, so you got to throw all the previous stats out the window. As long as James is healthy this week, I know he's a little bit of a knee issue. Should be a great game. The line... The line's telling you it's the Saints here. Was it two and a half? Mm-hmm. You know, two and a half dog. Twelve now. It's, there's money moving uh, towards the Saints as we speak. And the total is what 43, 44. So they're not expecting a shootout. They're not expecting a bunch of points. You got two great defenses. You saw what the Tampa Bay's defense did to that Cowboys offensive line last week, uh, and, and what the Saints did to come back against the Falcons after a slow start in the first three quarters. They kind of shut them out in the fourth quarter. So it should be a good one. If anything, uh, if you can grab three on the Saints, it might be the right side. Hey, let's talk about th- what what factor. <coughs> excuse me, is Julio Jones now that Brady? Oh, oh. Well, the guy's a monster, man. I mean, they they weren't throwing the ball to him in his last two stops, and all of a sudden, he, Tom Brady calls him and says, "Hey, man, you got to come here." And you know, he's like the LeBron of the NFL. Hey, you want to play somewhere? I'll be throwing the ball to you. How about that? Julio Jones, where do I sign? When when do you want me there? Julio Jones is just an absolute monster. He always has been. But if you watch them the last couple of years, guys, it, look, it, it looked like he was starting to lose. It looked like he was starting to slow down. But all of a sudden, man, in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady knowing how to get him the ball. Okay, is that Mike North, Robin? as well, Tom. Guess who's just calling now? Calling in on the phone, but we have the capability now because Miss Robin has the new equipment. And now, guess who joins us from Chicago? Your your friend and mine, the legendary former hot dog vendor at Wrigley Field, who became the biggest 
talk show host in Chicago sports history and now is absolutely killing it, not only on Twitter, not only on the radio or in this podcast, but also as a gambling expert. Mike North on the line. Mike, how are you, buddy? Well, it took me 40-some years to become a gambling expert, Tony, but it's great to be on with you in Philly. You know how I feel about you guys. So uh, wonderful that you guys called me. Robin, what would we do without the ladies in our world? Uh, put it all together. I couldn't even talk to you guys on the phone if, if my wife didn't help me hook things up. You know <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike North still has dial-up over there. You yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have. Are you still on? Uh, yeah, I tried to get a hold of you, but I couldn't get your AOL uh, email address straightened out. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to do email. Once again, without my wife, I wouldn't be able to do anything. I basically can barely walk the dog, fellas. But you know what? It's great to be on. And you know what? Uh, the way to get me is by phone here. Uh, ne- uh, the next time we'll do it by video. But once again, you know what? I'm in the phone uh, in the car. I I, I pulled over, and uh, you know when Robin said, "Hey." It's Tony in Philly. I said, I'm in. I'm in. But Forget I'm not in Philly, Mike. I'm in Florida now. I did like everybody else does. They eventually oh. get the hell out of town. Like everybody in Chicago's doing, everybody in LA's oh. doing. Everybody's moving to Florida, man. So I had to, I we made yeah. the decision like two and a half years ago. We bought a lot down here. And then Robin and I moved down into a condo while our house is being yeah. built about a month ago. So I'm now in, I'm now your southeast United States correspondent. Yeah. We got those guys well, that's up, cool. They got those guys up in the northeast. You got to have those you got to have the guys up in New York, New Jersey, Philly area, you know? The guys like Yeah, you, you know, know what I did? I moved out of Chicago. I live about 70 miles away now and uh, because my mother's still here, she's going to be 93. So I stay with my my uh, my mom as far as, you know, she's still far away from me, but she's an hour hour and a half drive. Uh, I see her once a week, talk to her every day, but you're right. I mean, the city of Chicago right now is a complete mess. Uh, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime, as I'm sure Philly and you never thought you'd see what you're seeing in Philadelphia. It's a sad situation right now. I get a tightness in my stomach every time I look at Twitter, as I'm sure you guys do about the towns that you grew up in, that I thought I was going to live in my whole life. And it's uh, a very sad uh, but hopefully things will turn around. I think they got the capabilities, but you got to vote people out. That's why the that's why Philly Godfather was smart. He bought a compound in the middle of New Jersey with llamas. <laughs> he's got himself surrounded. He's got attack llamas on his property. Nobody's messing with PG well, with the Philly Godfather, man. PG. He's got German shepherds. He's got llamas. He's yeah. got giraffes. vendor. <laughs> Right. We used to use Burke's hot dogs and some bread hot dogs. What did you use out there in Chicago? What was the big hot dog brand back then? Oh, Vienna. Vienna hot dog is the Vienna hot dog. My dog's barking in the car here. Hold on. Let me get out of the car. Vienna Wait a minute. Does that mean you're like underdogs? Is, is your dog telling us to, 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 to stay away from the double digit spreads today and take the dog? That could be a sign. Let me tell you something. I'm already got I'm already exhausted. It's been it's been two weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm already out, out to lunch. I, you know what? People don't understand the grind that, that we go through, the handicappers. I lost the first 40 years of my life. I started gambling when I was 14. Then I decided when my kind of talk, as you know, wasn't relevant anymore, I said, I got to figure out a way. Uh, so then I started handicapping, joined a few contests, and then the Chicago Sun-Times, I won a big deal where I was 18-1-1 my first five weeks in best bets, and then people start paying attention. And then the one station that really I never thought I'd hear from was ESPN. 
1,000, and now I do a local show there, and I was the Antichrist because I uh, helped start the other station to score back in the day. So to be on with them is a, a thrill, but I had to go uh, through the side door and change my act and, and try to, you know how that is, or, you know, uh, truth-telling is not uh, as fashionable as it used to be, and especially with sports stations now, guys, that uh, at the time, our sports station wasn't beholden to any teams. Now they do the Cubs, so things change when that happens. Exactly. With the great Mike North in Chicago. And now, you know, it's, you know, it's a shame you, don't, you, got, you lost your Chicago accent, Mike, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I remember when you had a really thick Chicago accent. Sort of like, you know, Philly Godfather and, and, you know, and Jimmy the Sheep. You, you can't tell those guys are from, like, Philly, Jersey area, right? Oh, oh are you kidding me? I've been following Philly forever. I've been following you forever. I remember you back in the 90s, for God's sake. You're one of the all-time greats. Philly's a great guy. I, start, I worked with him at the beginning. I remember Philly telling me straight out, we'll help you out. And then I started kicking ass, and they said, we'll leave you alone. So he gave me my first opportunity, and then... Uh, I started, then I moved on from there. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's been a tremendous, he was a tremendous influence on me. I follow him religiously. He's always gracious, saying that we're all good follows. Good guy, good Greek. He's a Greek, and I wouldn't mess with him either. He's a no. former boxer, for God's sake. You're damn right. Mike, all right, Mike, we were talking about it earlier. You, uh, were you out there? Did you run out on the field and slide across the, 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 the turf in the rain last Sunday? for your Chicagoland area bears? After I covered, I went out in my yard and slid across my yard as uh, we were doing it, and then people called the cops. Uh, there's some guy, in a, some guy in a pair of jeans with no shirt on. Um, it was, it was uh, one of the dumbest uh, decisions made by a, a coach I've ever seen. I, I don't care about Kyle Shanahan. He's big because he got the job because of his dad. I understand that. He's a talented offensive mind. But when you got a guy like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is 35 and 16 as a starter, and he's playing literally 10 miles from where he grew up, and he's used to this weather, and he's not a novice. He's a Super Bowl quarterback who had a bad game. And you decide to start in his debut on the road in one of the worst rainstorms we've ever had, uh, Trey Lance, who I don't have a lot of belief in to begin with. Uh, the, the quarterback record without Garoppolo is 8-29 and 29 now. You got to be a special kind of stupid to uh, start somebody else besides a Super Bowl caliber quarterback for your first game of the season. Now today they'll probably play on a decent surface and he might light it up. Uh, but uh, you know what? Yeah, it, last week, and this will tell you, don't go by quarterbacks because last week I went three and two. I won with Justin Fields, I won with Geno Smith, and I won with Danny Jones. You know who I lost with? Kyle Murray and Joe Burrow. Exactly. So, uh, you, know, the court, you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Who has that happened to him? So that's just the way it goes. You got to look at the whole team. People put too much stress on the quarterback, except I heard you guys talking about New Orleans, Tampa. I say, uh, how's everybody doing? Who you guys got today? You know, you just take a little random sample. People love New Orleans because of the past, but I heard one of you guys bring up something pertinent. The past when it comes to Tom Brady, I don't know. So, you know, it's either a stay away from me or I'd probably take Tampa Bay in this game because everybody's talking about the past. Jameis Winston had a good second half last week, but I think he's a guy that still, I know last year before he got hurt, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. 
But, man, he still can throw the ball at any time in somebody else's hands. If Joe Burrow can do it, Jameis Winston can do it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's the most interesting game to me because you have the, you know, the Saints. Tom Brady has never beaten in regular season. He's never beaten the Saints. All the numbers. But he's got Julio Jones. And and the thing about the Saints, even if they, you know, they have running back issues with injuries. But you know who they put out there Mm -hmm. to run the football for them? The guy who was their quarterback last year. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a talented team. I was big on the Saints at the beginning of the year because of the price. I went over eight wins. Uh, I bet them to win the NFC, uh, their division. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually took them 3-1 to one to win the Super Bowl because I think this is a team that can get to the playoffs, and if they do get to the playoffs, you can hedge for some free money. I don't necessarily think mm-hmm. they're the best team in the NFC, but at 40-1, to one, I mean, if you look at the top teams, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, maybe the Eagles, now Dallas, you know, they're out of the picture. And then the rest, it's a it's a coin flip on who gets into the playoffs, who's fighting for those playoff spots. And the Saints are definitely going to be one of those teams. So at 40-1, to 1, I thought it was a great opportunity to make some free money. And another yeah, thing for the Saints, guys. Gentlemen. New England Patriots go to three flat at Chris. That's a wow. significant Sunday morning move. See, they're listening to the show. The people who listen to the show, we move the numbers here. And there you have it, the first yeah. number, the first number move of this Sunday morning. Sunday morning at 10.35 yeah. in the, 10.34 in the morning, and New England goes from two and a half flat to three. That's, that's, a, that's a nice push. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Now, Alvin you know Kamara for the Saints. Body. Mike, Alvin Kamara for mm-hmm. the Saints has a rib injury. He's still mm-hmm. questionable at this hour, but then they got Mark Ingram as a backup, and he's banged up. So the Saints, you're talking about, you know, they have the number of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Saints, if they can't run the ball, they're going to bring in their, the quarterback who scored last week. Remember, he scored early. What's the dude's name? Uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill came in, and right, and he starts running the football all over the place, and then they stop running him in that game last week. Yeah. I mean, the only well, good thing I'll about you- it's not even good. Your, your running backs are banged up, but you can't run on Tampa Bay's defense anyway. So if they're going to want to, you know, stay in this game, they're going to have to pass the ball regardless. Yeah. How about Fournette? 
I mean, Fournette has uh, got a new life. Oh yeah. Uh, with Tampa Bay, so I, I like I, I sort of lean Tampa Bay. I'll tell you the game that I'm I'm terrified of. It reads to take the Bears. It reads to take the Bears. I'm not stupid. Every time you take the Bears against Aaron Rodgers, you get your brains beat in. I don't care what it reads. I'm not even going to probably touch that game tonight. Yet it says overwhelmingly the way to go is take the Bears, get into 10. Now Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but he does not have the team that he had. I think that there's been too much stress put on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do to the Bear defense instead of what Justin Fields and the Bears might do to the Green Bay defense. I saw wide open receivers yep. against Green Bay uh, last week. I don't see uh, the name players. I mean, I remember the day where Green Bay, whether it's 90s, 2000s, what have you, you had guys like Clay Matthews, Reggie White. I'm looking at their roster. I'm going, you know, there's a couple names on there, but nobody to speak of. So I think that's going to be the story. Can field generate some points? But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Every time he is, they do this, especially in specialty night games. So I'm just going to stay away from this game because the Bears, whatever happened last week, uh, it, it, anybody that thinks the weather didn't play a factor never played football in the rain, okay? Never drove in the rain. Never walked in the rain. Walking is tough in rain. Yet all of a sudden the Bears won and the weather had no factor. Believe me when I tell you this, on a dry field, last week maybe the Bears lose this game. Who knows? Uh, Fields came up with a couple big, big throws, but they didn't. Frank Komet, I mean, Cole Komet, the tight end, had no catches because they're used to practice in San Francisco against a guy named Kittle, and they shut down the uh, the wide receiver on their team, Mooney, so they had one catch. So tonight they should get more catches once again I wouldn't touch it. Maybe if you want, put some couch change on the Bears, but nothing big. <laughs> With the points, not you're not taking a money line. Is there any way the oh, Bears no. win this the game? The money line would be. Can you imagine? The money line would be like five, six hundred bucks or something. I guess I don't know <laughs> what it is. I have any. I don't look at the money line when the Bears play the Packers because that's an invitation. You might as well throw your money in a fire if you take the Bears and burn it. <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> I'll give you now. I'll give you guys a stance. This game, ain't they? What? They're real healthy, ain't they? The Bears? Oh, yeah. The Bears are healthy. The Bears are healthy. They're feeling good about beating the Final Four team. By the way, the money line is plus 380 on the Bears, according to one of our insiders on our chat yeah. stream here on No Filter, Marvin Denozo. Plus 380, Bears money line. Do you nibble with that, Philly Godfather? I know Jim, he loves it. He loves it. He loves to spread the, uh, what do we call it when you spread a little... Uh, Sprinkle, sprinkle. Couch change. <laughs> stick balloons. <laughs> Sticks. There's no stick on this game, but uh, I think if, if anything, well, it's 10 dog 15 now at uh, Chris Sports right now. So there's some money coming in on the Bears, but after the four o'clock games late, settle down a bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some 10 and a mm-hmm. halfs pop later tonight. And you know you what? You know who needs stick them, by the way? You know who needs to get some stick? Is Christian Watson. If he drops another 75-yard yeah. wide-open bomb from, from, from Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers will run right the hell out of the stadium and go into the parking lot and start eating broth with all those great <laughs> Packer fans up there at Lambeau Field, man. That guy, how do you drop that ball? And so you know he's been tough on these young receivers, and that's the problem I think he's going to have until he gets confident. And you know one, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't tolerate that bullshit. If a guy drops a ball, even if it's a veteran, even if it's a veteran, he's like gives him that look. So imagine the pressure on these rookies now. And last week, that Christian Walker pass—you couldn't have po- you couldn't have placed it any better. 
And he dry, and I know he's a rookie, and there's a lot of pressure. He's in Green Bay. He's playing for the Packers. He's, you know, he's playing in a big game last week. And that, that drop really took the wind right out of their sails. One more drop. We may not see yeah. him on Green Bay. No, I think they got to go at least a yeah. season. This isn't the Jets. This isn't New York you know, or Philly where one drop and they, that the entire city gets out the pitchforks and wants the guy run out of town. That's happened. How many times has that happened in Philly with receivers? I mean, I think the last five receivers the Eagles drafted, they all were, have been run out of town now, except for obviously Devontae Smith and uh, now everybody loves the new you know guy. That's great. I could talk to you guys about old Eagles. See, I grew up. Uh, the nun said to me, "Why are you reading this book?" And so that was a it was a Sports Illustrated, you know. I said because I don't care, really. I'm I'm not interested in what we're learning here. But I mean, I go back to Pete Rutzlaff. I go back to Tommy McDonald, Chuck Bednarik. Are you kidding me, Sonny Jurgensen, Norm Sneed? Come on! I mean, those were Eagles teams. And by the way, the Eagles are gonna. Hey, the Eagle game's gonna be tough. I think, fellas, just yeah. to be, just not not to be a troublemaker. I mean, that's not an automatic Kirk Cousins coming in. I, I I know that the Eagles are expected to win 12, 13 games. I look at the roster. That's maybe suspect, I, you know, with the quarterback they have. But they have high hopes for him. But that's going to be a tough ball game, fellas. No, I agree. And, and you look at – and I said this last week about that Vikings matchup. I said, you know, everybody's looking at the Vikings of old. And they brought in the 49ers mm-hmm. offensive coordinator – and that guy knows yep. how to run an offense. And you can see Kirk Cousins and the weapons with Justin Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson, by week three, may be the best receiver in the NFL. Remember a couple years ago when the Eagles passed him up and they took yep. Jalen Rager? Justin Jefferson is emerging as the best receiver in the NFL. Devontae, I mean, yep. obviously, you look what happened out there you know, with, with the Raiders. I mean, with, with you know, Devontae uh, dropping the ball in practice. and then. Mm-hmm. But by the way, Aaron Rodgers never wanted to lose his guy to anybody. I mean, that no. was a do talk about the be, one of the best combinations of the last five years. That combination, that's that's what that's what Aaron Rodgers is missing probably more than anything right now. The guy that he knows he can throw the ball to and get to and he can catch it. You know what? What do you guys call, you know, when you have a bad beat, it's a bad beat. What do you call a great win? I mean, just a great win? Because, you know, we always remember our bad beats. And we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, which brings me up to a guy named Nathaniel Hackett, who was Seattle's uh, head coach last week and maybe for the next, maybe not Seattle, Denver's, maybe for the next few weeks. Who knows? Uh, The nonsense that uh, uh, now another guy from nepotism, his dad, Paul, people loved him. (laughs) I thought Aikman and the other guy soft peddled it with them because they knew him. You're a 42 year old man. And I'm hearing that. You, you got to get used to your offensive coordinator to learn how to run a clock. You should not do that when you're 12 years old. I know I did. Uh, just a despicable head coach for an opening game. Uh, just, just the way that it was done. Never quarterback sneak Wilson at least once from the one-yard line. Yep. They had it twice. They fumbled the football. Uh, but then the one key, he went for a 64-yard field goal. Do you guys know – what the career record is for 64 yard field goals or more, it's two and 29. Out of 10. <laughs> yeah, my god. So, you know what? I got lucky last week, so I know that this week might be a, diff- a little different. I did not know this too. While we're talking about dominance of Green Bay over the Bears, I did not know that the Seattle Seahawks are 15 and 2 
straight up in their last 17 against the 49ers. That's owning somebody. I know it's with Russell Wilson, but uh, you know what? That was a surprise to me. So they're like we're talking with New Orleans, Tampa Bay, like we're talking with Green Bay and the Bears. Uh, there are some teams that just got other teams' as number. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Now, Mike North, by the way, Mike's on the phone. Normally, you know, here on No Filter, like we got the the beautiful stylings of you know of Jimmy the, the sheep Batista up there. You can see how beautiful you can see my beauty. I have my beard. Isn't he trim. good looking? He is. He's like my brother from another mother. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I finally trimmed my my trimmed my Rasputin beard, trimmed it back a little bit, and I realized I don't Thank have God. a chin. I don't have a chin. I just realized as I got older, yeah. my chin. That's why I was growing my beard. I'm one of those guys, you know. When well, guys, when you know, when guys shave, when they trim that uh, that goatee, and it looked good, it looks like I don't have a chin. It looks like I lost my chin. So if you can, if anybody well, has a spare chin feet. out there, just send it in, and I'll send you a no filter shirt. How about that? <laughs> when you trim the goatee, it makes you less formidable. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. If you're a villain, let's say, and you're not a villain, if Ming the Merciless, remember Flash Gordon? If he didn't have the goatee. He's a nobody. Ming the Merciless. I love that guy. Oh, Charles Middleton. (laughs) Nobody better. Uh, The guy with Ming. Everybody knows Ming the Merciless, but without the goatee, he's just a guy walking down the street. By the way, I have breaking news on the chat stream. Scott O'Malley says the Barstool Advisors are all going for the Saints plus four, so you stay away from that game. Now, we already now know what game not to touch based on the Barstool Advisors. uh, Yeah. You know what? The Barstool Advisors have, uh, have started out a little slow. Uh, you know what, though? If, if you did, you know, hey, people go opposite a lot of people's picks, okay? So if, you're, if, you're, if everybody's taking the Saints and it's only less than a three-yard, a three-point spread, it's sometimes you either stay away or you go the other way. That's the way I learned. Billy Godfather, well, you know, we, is, how about my, is Mike North not – not next level. He's the best. He's the best. <clears throat> I love, love him on Twitter. I love the way he approaches every topic. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what it's exactly. He's he's fearless. He's 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 unfeast. He that's why he's a perfect no filter guy because that's what no filter is. You know, nobody tells us what to you say, what? what to do. If I say a bad word, nobody's going to come screaming. I'm not going to have some program director standing over my shoulder. Only Robin stands over my shoulder and gives me shit. And I have to take it because she lives with me. But, but you know, you know, Mike, in the radio business with program directors, those guys yeah. are program directors because they can't be on the air or be successful. That's why they become program well, directors. I think what, what, what you hear now is back when we started, uh, it was about winning and making the most money. Now, you know, it's about uh, everybody getting along. And, you know, there's bosses that if they don't, uh, uh, I know this for a fact, if there's a bosses that aren't putting together the best lineup uh, at any radio station around the country, it's in case they don't make it or they don't want to offend the other boss from the station across the street because someday they may get fired and they might want to get hired by that other boss yep. to do some other task or something like that. They network uh, the bosses now. They get along. Back when we started, we had no use for the other sports stations. That's just the way that – I was. That's the way I competed. That's the way I still compete. Uh, I've always, you know, I, you know, people will say, well, why'd you burn bridges? I go, well, they burn bridges with me. I'm uncancelable. 
I grew up in this town. So, yep. I mean, exactly. and Twitter opened it up for everybody. It used to be, you know what? We're not going to The squares would say we're not going to pay attention to you. You'll go away. <laughs> then social media came around and changed everything. By the way, I got to rip somebody on the chat stream. This Chad Everett guy calling Robin Amber yeah. Heard. Now, is that the good Amber Heard when she's Wrong. hot? Or is that the Amber Heard that poops in, uh, in your bed? Because Robin has never, ever <laughs> pooped in the bed. I can assure you of that. No. No. That wouldn't have been a good first date. <laughs> that wouldn't have been a good last date, by the way. That would not have worked yeah, no matter I, what. <laughs> right. Right. All right, let's get some. I, mean, I, I need. Mean, we need winners here, Mike. I know you're in the car. And by the way, you pulled over to the say. Are you uh, on Lakeshore Drive? I mean, where are you now? Where you're driving? Where you driving? No, no, I won't be on Lakeshore Drive. Somebody might drive up next to me. Uh, I'm in the country by some corn right now. Oh, so, beautiful man. Basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's like driving to you know go to Philly. Just drive as fast as you can and make it out. Let's be honest about it. Right now, exactly. Our big cities, which I love so much, are in trouble. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I'm not a, I'm not a phony. I mean, I'd love to run for mayor of Chicago, but I would have. But, I mean, I got more skeletons in my closet. They got a suit of clothes, all the skeletons in my closet. So, you know, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need to do that either. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny, John. A few years ago, I would have made Chicago minus 200 over Philly. That something bad would happen to you if you're driving through the city. But these days, it's a pickle. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, between Laurie Lightfoot and Chicago – who could be the worst mayor mm-hmm. in the nation? And Jim Kenny in Philadelphia. Next to yours, baby. What's that? Next to your guy that was dancing around because oh, yeah. sanctuary city. Well, the guy in Philly, yeah. Jim Kenny, he's a Lori Lightfoot wannabe. I mean, the guy's gutless. Oh. He, you know, he 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 runs to Florida yeah. when things go bad. That's what happened. He's going to be down here in Florida soon. You know, because things are out of control and he doesn't want to face the music. I don't want to make this about politics, but you, those are the two right now. There are no worse mayors in this country than Lori Lightfoot. Well, that's why the Bears might move. That's why the Bears are going to move. Soldier Field's the worst stadium anyway, but to get there is tough. Plus, the city's not as safe as it used to be. You know what? They want to move out to Arlington Heights, Illinois, where the Arlington racetrack used to be. And that was never consideration up to uh, this new leadership. Uh, before this, this stuff didn't happen in Chicago. I mean, we tried out for the Olympics. Uh, not that the Olympics have to be in a safe haven, ask Brazil. Brazil, go down the slide and there's some alligators waiting for you, you know. Um, so, so, you know, to me, it's, it's just that, you know, I, I just watch the games on TV, except on Thursday. I will not watch Amazon Prime. They're greedy. The National Football League, Goodell and Beasel sitting together the other night made me sick. They signed a 16-game contract. They ended up having 17 games. The owners got greedy. They said, listen, you know what? We got to make up that last, uh, that one extra game. Let's go on Amazon Prime. So what they're basically telling, then they come out with wrong information. They say there's 300,000 bars in the United States that have agreed to DirecTV. That's bullshit. There's 75,000 bars. Then they say there's 625,000 restaurants. Well, if you go to a restaurant and you have DirecTV, it's in the bar. If you're eating in a big dining room, you ain't going to see it. So then they tell people my age or older or younger, 50 and older, guess what? We got the game on at a bar. So why don't you go to Hooters? How old are you, 70? Yeah. Go to, we want, but you got to pay at home. 
So just they're just despicable. I don't care. I followed on Twitter. I was watching the other night on Thursday night. You know what my venue was? I watched Die Hard, Tokyo Joe with Humphrey Bogart, and the Royals Twins. That was my venue. I didn't watch one thing of football. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give him a roaring round of applause for that, man. Them. <laughs> all right, we need people want winners now. We want winners, right. so let's boys, let's all let's. Right. You want winners? Yeah, let, give me give me your give me your give me your top plays of the day, Mike North, and then we'll go around the table and around the country and around okay, the world. I want everybody to remember. I want everybody. To remember. I'm writing them down. I had Seattle last week. You had Seattle this is last week. Be wild. I had Seattle. I had the Giants. So my system picks up teams that you're terrified about betting. Okay, I'm taking the Jets plus six and a half against the Cleveland Browns today. Okay, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus the points, and then I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. That's how I'm going to get it done. You were just ranting about the Eagles. You were just ranting about the Eagles and how good they are. I agree with you, man. I think, you know, Minnesota, I'm telling you, their offense is impressive, and they got a coach now who knows how to get the most out of of that team, which, by the way, hasn't been bad. The Eagles were good. I didn't say the Eagles were good. I said they were predicted to win 13 games. I think they're still good. But uh, you know what? I think Minnesota, like you said, Tony, you gave in, in Philly, you guys gave all you had to give the reasoning. And uh, I, I just like the other way. No, I, I agree. I w- I'm not going to touch that game because I don't – I hate betting on – well, I can't bet because my drag. I, I'm in Florida, so I can't go online and bet unless right. I go offshore. Right. I'm going to have to go offshore today. You know what I'm saying? I need runners. I need winners, too. By the way, uh, Joey Fortenbaugh, our good buddy, you know Joey Fortenbaugh, great guy. Yeah. Uh, good now guy. he's with ESPN. He's, I remember him when he was starting in radio, and he's risen the, all the way up to the big time. Uh, he, he's not sure. following me, though. I got to call him and rip him, man. How can, how can oh, they Joey forget Fortenbaugh? About you. What's that? They forget about you. He's got Green Bay minus nine to minus 10 right now uh, in the Sunday mm. night game. And we were all saying that mm. depending on what happens in the early games, right, Jimmy? What happened? You know, that's going to be one of those. Oh shit! I just I just lost three or four in the early games. I got I got I got to find something to do. It used to be I had to wait till Monday night. Now we got the Sunday night. Let's try to get it back game. That's what that's called, right? And the NFL so beautiful. They threw in a, a nice second game for Monday night. Yes. All right. So paradise. so Mike North Jets. Tampa Bay, you're gonna. It's now up to three, right, Jimmy? Tampa Bay is now a, a, an even three. No, uh, New an England odd three. A solid three, which is a pretty significant move. Uh, I know me and the Godfather love the Pats today. So what else, Mike? And you said uh, Minnesota on the second half of the Monday Night Doubleheader. How many are they yeah, getting Minnesota, right? Minnesota. I think they're getting two or some, or one and a half or something. Two. I mean, Eagles I are now looked, two and a half think, and money, so we yeah. should. Hopefully, we'll be that game. The public will drive that to three. I also agree with Mike. I love Minnesota Monday night. That's my stick of the week. I'll take the better coach, the better quarterback, and the better defense. If that game in Detroit goes a few more minutes, Eagles lose that game. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, our good buddy Joe Quills, who is also a very, very excellent handicapper, especially with the ponies. Eagles have not won in week two since 2016. So... You know, they win the opener. Now it's week two. They're home. It's Monday night football. Everybody will be drunk. 
There'll be all kinds of activity on the streets. You know how that in goes. They already started drinking in the parking lot, and it's only 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning for the Sunday. They used to wait till, you know, after work. Remember back in the day, had a Monday night game. You got to go to work, come back, and then maybe you get into the parking lot an hour before. Now they're tailgating on Sunday for a Monday night game that starts at 8.15, for God's sake. It's all about parking, Tony. That's $40 a car. Come on, man. They're not going to turn that down. It's $40 a car now or $40 a car tomorrow night. Listen, I would be worried if I were tailgating in Philly right now. Unless I had, like, Kevlar, unless I was packing and I have a concealed carry, I am not sitting in a parking lot overnight in Philadelphia Without without heavy artillery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Tony, you could probably rob somebody in Philadelphia today, and by at 11 o'clock in the morning, and by the end of the day, they're going to release you anyway. Exactly. By the way, I wouldn't park my car there. But I'd come back, and the catalytic converter would be gone in 10 minutes. I mean, if they're not carjacking you, <laughs> yeah. they're taking your catalytic converter, or they're pulling you out of your car and dropping you into the into the down the lakes near the stadium complex, and then you come back and you ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I didn't even know what a catalytic converter was. I know nothing about cars except to drive them. And they said, they're not taking the cars. They're taking the catalytic converters. And I basically told the guy, well, that's a good thing. At least we got our car. I didn't know that that's the thing that makes everything work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Who know Who? I mean, it would have been nice if the nuns, instead of teaching us about geography, taught us what catalytic converters were and how to how to fry an egg or something, how to do your taxes. You know, the catalytic converter was a scam. That was a scam during the whole when they when the cars, you know, the big engine cars back in the 60s and 70s, they had to make it to save the planet. We had to put catalytic converters not knowing that there's precious they, – they don't take the catalytic converters to resell them on the streets. They, they take them for the precious metals inside, right? I don't, what's in a catalytic oh. converter? Let's go to a man who knows a catalytic converter, Philly Godfather. I yeah. Honestly, I got no clue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what Harry Mays – you know what our buddy Harry Mays would say to that, PGF? We got to call Crackhead Joe and uh, have K and A. He'll tell you exactly what's in that catalytic converter and how much it's actually worth on the street. Get out! As Harry May said so many times. Get out! Get out! Exactly. (laughs) Platinum, palladium. What was the? Wait, wait. I have it. Marvin Denoso. Platinum, palladium, and rhodium are inside a catalytic converter, and with those three chemicals, you can make an atomic bomb. Or you can make your own energy source. You can make your own nuclear weapon. You can make your own uh, windmill, solar panels. You can break that shit down and make anything you want, man. You know I'm handy. I can go in the garage and take those three elements and make something really, really nice. Not a, not emodium. No, that's that's when you ha- that's when you need to take when you ha- when you have the shits, right? There's no emodium in there. You got to buy that separately over the counter. Go to CVS. Tell them Tony sent you. Tell them you need some emodium to go along with your platinum, palladium, and rhodium. You know that. You got to show ID to get emodium. I know you do. Yes. You got to show ID. But you don't have to show ID to vote. No, you don't. Of course not. Especially in Chicago. Because Chicago and Philly, Chicago and Philly have one thing in common. All the dead people always vote Democrat. Have you never noticed that? The dead really turn out for these elections. Year after year, 70 straight yeah. years in Philly. Philadelphia has, not, has had a Democrat for mayor from the year I was born in 1952. Every, every single mayor since the year I was born, 70 years ago, has been a Democrat. No, that's not sheep mentality, yeah. huh? Come on, man. All right. Hey, I, All right, I need Philly Godfather. 
and, and Jimmy the Jimmy, Weasel. And Jimmy the Sheep. I was going to call him Jimmy the Weasel. It's Jimmy the Sheep. I want winners, man. Jimmy, what, what, do, you like, what do you got, Jim? My, uh, I love the Jags plus four today. Uh, earlier in the week, Pats plus minus two. I leaned to the uh, Giants Carolina game over forty three. Miami. Wait a minute, over in the uh, over in the pat over in the Carolina Giants game over forty three. Forty three and a half. Right. What's the number right now? It's forty three. No respect, but that's okay. Miami, I took the three and a half. Green Bay, I, I do like minus nine and a half a few days ago. I love Vegas today. Minus four and a half. I don't think we'll see that number again. And um my stick pick of the week is um the Vikings plus three against the Eagles Monday night. There it is. That's the stick of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This stick better stick this week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Billy Godfather, you in concurrence? Yeah, I like the Vikings. Uh, I took when the line first opened up at plus three. I mean, they beat the better team last week. The Eagles had problems against Detroit. We got the better coach, better quarterback, better defense, like Mike Ward said. And I actually took the Vikings to win the NFC Conference at 20-1. to one. Wow. To be there in the playoffs, going to make some noise. Uh, I mean, uh, just look around the league. Who's better than the Vikings right now after week one? I don't know if anyone is. So at 20-1 to one before the season started, I thought they were, you know, it was a great price. So I nibbled on that. I'm big on the Vikings this year. Uh, Lay three on the Raiders when that line first popped. It's up to five and a half. You're probably going to see that game close six, six and a half by game time. Will you lay the six, uh, six? Will you go six and a half? I, yeah, Arizona's all banged up. I mean, they were banged up the first week of the season. I think uh, against the Chiefs, they got blown out this week. Uh, injury report, they had 12 guys on the, you know, on the injury reports. They're just, they're a banged up team headed in the wrong direction. Raiders last week, if Derek Carr doesn't throw all those picks, they got a shot to actually beat uh, the Chargers in week one. Yep. Uh, it was a close game, you know. So Raiders, you know, I haven't, you know, sold on that team yet. I think they're still going to be really good. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, Raiders interesting game, the interesting tidbit in this game, Chandler Jones, of course, was with Arizona for six years, the defensive end, and he just got a big contract to go across the street. So now he will be rushing the passer for the Vegas Raiders against his former quarterback. So we saw it happen with Chicago. We saw it happen when guys change and go to another team and face their old team. We saw that in the, in the Green Bay game. And then, of course, Devontae Adams is awesome, but nobody else is getting the ball. Hunter Renfro had three catches for 21 yards because they just kept throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. And he had 11 more catches than anybody else. So they're not mixing the ball around for the Raiders right now. Okay, so Vegas. So you got Minnesota, Philly Godfather, Vegas. Miami. Miami. And Miami is, what's the number right now? You still grab three and a half. I don't think the number's going to come in play. I think Miami can beat that team. Baltimore's all banged up on the offensive and defensive side of the and ball. And the running back position as well, yes. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, that final score against the Jets was uh, – wasn't a clear indicator of what happened in that game. The Jets actually won the box score, had more total yards, and Flacco actually threw for 300 yards. I also like the Jags. Uh, the Colts are all banged up. Great spots for the Jags here. I took them plus four. I told Jimmy when I took them at plus four, game might close three, two and a half, and that's the direction it's headed. Uh, so the Colts are all banged up. They had a tough time against the Texans. They had to score 17 points in that fourth quarter to squeeze out a tie. And I like Doug Peterson this week. So, By the way, Jack- Matt Ryan, 4-0 and against Jacksonville. And that's that's all. There's only two teams that have never beaten him: the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But he didn't look yeah. that good last. He looked okay last week. But that Jonathan Taylor. That's that's going to be a really interesting game 
Because obviously Indianapolis on paper is a better team when healthy. But uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, they have their number. So you got Ravens, I mean, the Minnesota, Vegas, Miami, and the Jags. And the Jags are getting, uh, they're getting, we're open five and a half. Right now it's down to three, right? Yeah, you've got three. If you see a three and a half, make sure you pop that because, you know, that's such a key number three. So if you can find a grab that. And uh, that's about it, man. Plus, uh, you know, as Marvin Denoso points out, we cannot play the autumn wind as a Raider until Thursday, the first day of, uh, of fall. So the autumn wind isn't blowing for the Raiders right now, but we'll see what happens today. So Philly Godfather, he gave us the picks. Mike North is in. I'll post mine. I'll post mine on my Twitter account at Tony Bruno Show. You can follow the Philly Godfather at Philly Godfather, right? Or the PhillyGodfather.com. Jimmy, where do people get in touch with you? By the way, I'm still waiting for my uh, SU. What, what, get, I will have this week. I'll get an address from Steve, and uh, I'll send you some stuff down. And so it's at, the shirt says S Y Jimmy the Sheep dot com. S Y F M, right? Cranberries. Cranberries. We had uh, we had pick the, of the week. My friend is uh, I love the Vikings plus three. We gotta wait till the end of the weekend for that, man. I'm jonesing over here. I can't wait till midnight on Monday night. It's on it's eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. You expect me to wait till frickin' when everybody in Philadelphia will be drunk and perhaps absolutely out of control and, and pillaging and running through the streets. Because well, the Eagles right lose now. at home in their home opener in a Super Bowl season? Jesus. No, they don't need an excuse. They don't need an excuse. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock Sunday morning, and guess what? It's, it's happening right now. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, 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 I can only hope that uh, things get better. I know that I'm trying to do my best. I, I'm starting a hunting and fishing camp. Uh, for inner city kids that I hope to have out at Martha's Vineyard in the next uh, couple of weeks or so to bring out there. <laughs> or well, uh, they may you know, let so. you in because you're white. I mean, just don't bring out any people yeah, but of then color. They won't, yeah, but I'm gonna have a procession besides me that might turn them off. But <laughs> I just saw where Disney's got a Black Mermaid, and I do know this: if she swam up to Martha's Vineyard, she'd be turned away. So that's the bottom exactly line. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Mike, you might get yeah. Mike, you might get shipped off to Cape Cod as soon as you get there. <laughs> yeah, they'll put oh, you in yeah. a bus. Well, I, 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 can you imagine being on Martha's Vineyard? It's sort of like being in Hawaii, and then you're taken to another place like Cape Cod, which is probably, I don't know. If it's no, they took him to a military base in Cape Cod. They put him on, the only way off yeah. the island, unless you fly in, is on a, is on a, on that ferry boat. My son went up there this summer. You got to get on it. They put that bus, all with all those immigrants, in a bus on a ferry boat. So they got the hell out. At least they didn't let him swim across like they have to when they're crossing the border. These people came from Venezuela, and they get sent to Martha's Vineyard, and that's inhumane. But putting him on a bus and sending him to Cape Cod so they can put into a military camp is cool? Jesus Christ. You know what's cool? If you pick five games and you go all in five, and then you sleep with one eye open. That's cool. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The closing words on today's Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks, the great Mike North in a car with his dog. We got the great... Uh, yeah, he hasn't been barking. 
Well, my wife's keeping them in line. She took them for a little bit of a walk. All right, make sure he doesn't pee in the back seat there. And make sure you clean up. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that. No, I mean. And then no, of course, he wouldn't do that. I, I thought, oh, no, I threatened to send them to Korea. <laughs> Jimmy the Sheep Batista, the legendary Philly godfather. I'm Tony Bruno. Follow us all on social media. Mike North. Mike, it's what? North to North? Yeah, it's North to North. Uh, N-O-R-T-H, number two, N-O-R-T-H, fellas. On Twitter. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. We yep. appreciate everybody joining us every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. The place to be the freshest right out of the kitchen. Lines, bets, no filter, locks. Baby. No filter. No filter network. It's the place to be. You're not getting this shit anywhere else. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Cash him. Great Sunday, guys. Don't trash him. Go get him, Godfather. Get eaten up like we cannibals. Runners and beers. Bring it up, like Rob. Baba. Going on streets that are hotter than flowing lava. Walters in his computer firing like it's Afghanistan. College of professional second halves with a Chinaman. When I move, you move. No apologies. Plus, it don't hurt that Tim Donahue is on the team. Philly to Vegas. Vegas to Costa Rica. Stacking mad money till you see the subpoena. I want winners. This will lead to all the riches. Until it all ends by the tongue of some jealous bitches. I'm to beat the odds in the face of adversity. Quick to make the call and beat the gods of probability. I win some, I lose some, until the day I'm dying. I can't win every wager, but I can have fun trying. I'm trying to cash, homie. Face of adversity. Quick to make the call and beat the gods of probability. I win some, I lose some, until the day I'm dying. I can't win every wager, but I can have fun trying. Start my day off with some lightning instead of dope. Slicing open envelopes and toasting it with silver oak. I love to gamble, especially at night. My biggest mistake is that I gambled with my life. But in my heart, I did no wrong, so no fear. And that's what got me locked up for several years. But beating the odds was my jaw kept it real. Now to fight thousand, one of two to win a pill. Now I'm back on the street, hit up Delaware Park. Never hesitate to bring light to the dark. Never hesitate to pull the trigger on a move. Plus I got a winning record, that's something that I can prove. Backing up my picks with some cold hard cash. Cause if you give out picks, you don't bet, you just trash. A winning percentage that'll leave your mind boggled. The Philly Godfather.com. No more bulls. I'm trying to beat the odds in the face of adversity. Quick to make the call and beat the gods of probability. I win some, I lose some until the day I'm dying. I can't win every wager, but I can have fun trying. I'm trying to beat the odds in the face of adversity. Quick to make the call and beat the gods of probability. I win some, I lose some until the day I'm dying. I can't win every wager, but I can have fun trying. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.